Alright guys, pictures up. Pictures up! Pictures up! That's roll sound. Rolling! Rolling! Sound speeds. Camera speeds. Two. Awesome. Take two. Mark. And action! Welcome to the Penn Cinema Podcast. Your behind-the-curtain connection for movie news and reviews. Now here are your hosts, Penn Ketchum and David Moulton. Welcome to the show. I'm David Moulton. And I'm the nice one, <laughs> Penn Ketchum. What's, What's up? up? <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that David was throwing people under the bus before the show, but no. there was some... The bus ride was pretty bumpy. It was a bumpy... <laughs> it was a bumpy ride, I'll just say. You know, people think people think they know you. Mm. I can't tell you how many times people, oh, I love that David Moulton. <laughs> and you're like, are you sure? I'm like, <laughs> Let please. me tell you some things. How much time do you have? Right. I'm like, well, he doesn't love you. <laughs> and he talks about it a lot. All the time. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So you good? How's life? You all right? Life yeah. is life, yeah. man. How's life yeah. for you? Yeah. Well, I, I watched this. I, I watched a lot of movies this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let me build this. Let me build this scenario for you, right? <laughs> Amy, beloved Amy, goes love of my life, goes away for the weekend. And Penn can do anything, <laughs> anything. Both the kids are out of the house. Both the kids are out of the house. <laughs> Wife's away. No responsibility. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but instead of like, what's up, people, or anything, I'm going to go explore. He's like, I'm going to exercise. From morning to night until I'm so exhausted I fall over and sleep. <laughs> and, and this way, the days will go by fast right. until Amy gets her. Right. That's pretty much exactly what happened. <laughs> no lie. Except for the part where my mother-in-law brought us soup. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was 90 degrees out. Because you were like, I could hang out with anyone. Right. But I want to hang out with my in-laws because right. I miss my wife so much. <laughs> well, it is true. And people who know me know that I, I love my in-laws. I'm very lucky mm. that I get along so well with them. So, But, yeah, that is what I did. I trained and hung out. And, oh, I had breakfast at the Prince Street Cafe with Kayla. Mm. Breakfast. All this training and no one trained you how to survive without Amy. Right. That's true. <laughs> That's true. I'm lost. Let me tell you, when she leaves town, I am lost. Mm. Although I do, <laughs> I do know how to feed myself. He's got that for There was some, qu <laughs> there was some question. <laughs> but listen, if there's anything I know how to do, it's how to stay fed. <laughs> That's one good thing. I'm really mm. good at taking care of myself. But I had a lovely breakfast on Sunday morning with my favorite college student. Whoa. By a long shot, Kayla Ketchum. Wow. Now, David. Yeah. I mean, the college life, right? Oof. When Let me just warn you. When a yeah. college kid says, hey, do you want to have breakfast? They mean 1 p.m. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> so we had breakfast at 11 o'clock. Mm. She comes walking in at the Prince Street Cafe, which is right. one, of, one of our favorite places oh, to yeah. go. Love it there. And uh, she goes, 
joking, and I'm teasing her about it because I I I find it amusing. <laughs> <laughs> Number one way to distance yourself from college kid: right. tease them about how late they are. <laughs> right, and she's like, I had to drag myself out of bed to get here at eleven o'clock. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. That's exactly what you're supposed to be doing when right. you're 20 years old. And the weekends. Hit. Yep. Yeah. Good for you. What Sunday, time did you go to bed? Sunday morning. 9 a.m. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I was asleep by like 8 p.m. the night before. <laughs> right. Well, Andy wasn't home, so <laughs> right. early to bed, early I'm to rise. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so we ha- we talked before the show, and you you expressed some uh, concern about Ezra Miller. I did. Yeah. I did. Well, I was like, you clearly know how to take care of yourself, but I'm not sure he does. Right. They. They yeah. do. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So Ezra Miller met with the Warner Brothers executives, and mm. I'm going to tell you the story that I just read, and then you tell me whether or not you think this is significant, significant if it's sincere, and whether or not it will have any forbearing on whether or not this movie, first of all, ever comes out or comes out in June of 23. It's currently scheduled in June of 23. Ezra Miller met with a bunch of Warner Brothers executives, having already like a week ago, publicly publicly apologized for their behavior and their arrests and the distractions and the pain that they caused to all their friends and family that are associated with the film. Apparently they met with Warner Brothers because, what was, how did they put it? Oh, the prospect of the film like being tanked, yeah, being scrapped was too much. Ezra Miller couldn't bear that thought because Ezra believes in the film, believes in the project, and vowed to fly straight, or whatever the expression is on the straight and narrow, what do they call it, and um, committed to you know trying to finish the product. Now, there was nothing in the project, there was nothing in the story about Warner Brothers <laughs> expressing same commitment. The, the story only was that they all met. Apparently, there was a secret screening of, they called it a funeral screening, of Batgirl. Oh. Which, by the way, I would have loved an invite. Yeah. You, you didn't get one? <sighs> it must have got lost in the mail. I was there. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me for a second. <laughs> I was like, a funeral? <laughs> Count me in. Right. And then I found out it was for Batgirl. I was like, ah. Oh. <laughs> I got other stuff. So so anyway, the same day, so like the set, the Warner Brothers set is is crackling with energy and interest around this, you know, this big news of but the secret Batgirl Batgirl screening. While that secret screening was going on, there was a secret meeting with the big shots meeting with Ezra. And that's when they had this conversation. So what do you think? Is that sincere? Is it significant? Will it matter? I think it's a miracle if this thing makes the screen. Yeah. I'll be honest. I have a bigger concern. I I think it will make the screen. I think it will be a miracle if it's good. Mm. Yeah, there's that too. I... I, I think what we're seeing is this new Warner Brothers is or Warner Brothers Discovery or whatever they're calling themselves now is not afraid to like just nope it out right like, no way sorry you're out you missed your opportunity yeah you know and it's supposedly people thought that Batgirl was good or something but still like apparently not good enough I kind of feel like good for you like I'm I mean you, as as long as nobody's I guess lots of people are going to, I was going to say as long as nobody's getting screwed in the process, but I'm sure lots of people got screwed yeah. 
you know, by different titles getting washed. But at the same time, like some difficult decisions need to be made. And if this is going to be for the good of the studio and for, I mean, Warner Brothers is a incredibly important studio, in my opinion, to the movie business. Mm -hmm. And if this leadership has a vision that's going to actually work, and it means some short-term pain for some long-term gain, then I'm I'm cool with it. Well, let's... Speaking of Warner Brothers... Along that line... Okay. I, I want to... There's some things that I was reading today mm. about Marvel. Mm. And it, it goes hand-in-hand hand with this. A lot of... There's a lot of people... Not, not, I'm not saying majority or anything like that. Right. But I'm saying there is a... People exist. There is a loud group of people. A chorus? Yes. A chorus. A growing chorus? Of, bartender, of bartenders and barbers. Ah. And uh, they are singing to the tune that if Wakanda forever underperforms, that this is going to be a big drop-off for Marvel. Okay. Let me nip that right in the bud. I know. Well, hold on. I know you and I both believe Wakanda Forever is going to be great. But these people, also a lot of them are upset that they, they didn't just recast Black Panther. Why is it called Black Panther when it's clearly not about Black Panther since he's whatever. If, whatever. They are, I think that... I dislike this story. I think... Let me find the button so I can click dislike. Okay. I don't think that Wakanda Forever is going to be a disappointment. However, I guess apparently there was a decent amount of people disappointed with Love and Thunder. I do feel that Marvel is pushing their limits with Phase 4. We've talked about before how there's more hours of content in Phase 4 than uh, and like the other phases combined, uh, the first two phases combined, I think it was. And other than like Spider-Man, it's kind of been hit or miss. Nothing's been like over the top great and nothing I mean, there's been kind of some down eternals but like yeah i think that marvel well, so what i'm getting at here is dc is getting rid of a lot of things i know mm -hmm. it's a long way of getting around to this dc is getting rid of a lot of stuff and they're cutting the, they're cutting the chaff and everyone's like no they're cutting our shows and our movies that we were dc is at a prime opportunity right now prime if they scrap all the things that were only kind of working right now revamp themselves and come back new fresh and with a new angle or a better angle than what they're doing and surprise us. They have an opportunity here to seize the audience that Marvel's losing. That is a false the fandom choice. What? It's it's not either or. Well, I'm saying it is. Oh, oh, well, that, I, I sit corrected. Yeah. I don't know if you know this or not, but it's a very black and white. I don't know if you heard what I just said, but. <laughs> okay. No, I mean, I know I'm, I am speaking broadly, but like. It's not like you. Right. Who would have thought, right? But I, I really do feel like they could swing in and start to take a, a lead here. Okay, that's fine. A lead. Let's let's call it a lead. Okay. So along those lines, Dan Lin, who produced movies such as Sherlock Holmes, the Lego movie It, and Aladdin, he's in talks to take over mm. DC films. Mm. He's going to become the Kevin Feige. And apparently, 
he's going to be so high up. He's going to be in charge of the DC movies and all the TV shows, and he will bypass the Warner Brothers board and report directly to the new bigwig guy that's been doing all the cutting and stuff. And he is going to be their Kevin Feige. He's going to have a lot more power because he's going to have to like do right. what the board wants. He can do what he wants. Yeah, yeah. As long as the guy, the next, the next highest guy up approves it, like he's going to have a lot more control. Bring everything like under one roof mm-hmm. because their biggest problem is that it's all over the place. Yeah, it's not cohesive. And they moved Aquaman from March of twenty three to December of twenty three, and Shazam they moved from later this year to March of twenty three. Right. And that's to make room for Avatar 2. Oh, to make room. Wait, those are two different studios, aren't they? Yeah, but Avatar 2 and IMAX. They want to show their movies in IMAX. Gotcha. So they're leaving space to... So they they couldn't get in IMAX because of Avatar. Right. Gotcha. Okay, so let me back up and talk about what you just said. Like, I that's a really exciting news. It is really exciting I mean, that's a big deal. Yeah. But I also feel like... I know how you love the sports analogies. You're it's a, because I can relate to them yeah, so well. You're a big sports ball guy. Yeah. Everybody knows that. Mm. All right. So let's say there's, I'm not even going to name, I'm not even going to name positions. Right. So I'm just going to say there's a sports ball Goal! team. <laughs> there's oh, a, sorry. There's a sports ball team over in this city. Okay. And its star player is the best. Oh, clearly. So good. I've seen him do his moves. Right. And then there's a sports ball team in this other city. No. And there's a bad, their star player is bad. The worst? I'm not saying the worst, but they, they constantly, they can't decide what kind of program they want to run. Mm. They don't have a consistent philosophy. Mm. They're all the time changing dates on their games Oof. and, you know, all this kind of stuff. The first team that I alluded to, their star player is super sharp, mm. you know, and they have their shit lined up for like three or four years. Whoa. Right. Now what I'm saying is this other team, the not as good team, yeah. <laughs> they can also have a great star player. Nah, I think it's possible if I mean this is really exciting for us movie fans. If you're telling me that there's a, a person who can be at Kevin Feige's level, mm-hmm. even in the same ballpark to continue the sports analogy, if they can even play in the same league as Kevin Feige, then that's great news for all of us. Mm. No, you're right. I guess when I'm, I'm more talking about this, everyone's whispering about fatigue, superhero fatigue, et cetera, yeah, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. Like this could revitalize it. And then I'm not saying that they both can't coexist, but you know, DC could start to be more reputable. All right. I'm going to make a bold prediction here. Mm. It's not that bold, but it's only bold in the face of what you just said. Yeah. I think First of all, let me preface this. <gasps> I think David literally scooted to the edge of his seat so that he could say, I'm on the edge of my seat. Yeah, all right. my seat. <laughs> let me preface this by saying this. This about that. Whoa. I think the decision to call it Black Panther 2 and then go with Wakanda forever is brilliant. Because it pays respect to the franchise from which it started. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to just, what, suddenly... Okay, so there's the debate, should they have recast Black Panther? Why not? I mean, why? Who cares? Yeah. Like, like bring a woman in. Let's have another, you know, 
to cross streams here, let's have another Wonder Woman. Let's have another, you know, exciting female superhero. Well, I don't think so. I don't think that's the problem. The problem isn't that what the movie is. And all, this is going for people who have not seen the movie. Well, we haven't seen the right. movie, right? Right. So these these yeah. the the problem is they say why are they calling it Wakanda for Black Panther Wakanda Forever when when the Black Panther is not going to be the main character in it? Why not just call it Wakanda Forever and everyone would still be excited to go see it? Okay. So with that preface in place, mm. I disagree with whoever's whining. Also, to you someone about pointed it out that this is the fourth time that he's died in a movie. Okay. Here, forget it. Here's my bold. Here's my bold statement. Yeah. I predict in August of 2022, <gasps> we're sitting here, September, October, November. We're, om- we're I don't know if we're three months or a little under three months away from Wakanda Forever. I predict Wakanda Forever is going to be the biggest movie of the year and will single-handedly reignite excitement for the superheroes. Oh, big talk. Yep. I didn't feel that way. If we re-roll, rewind the tapes earlier in the year, I think we were debating this, right? Oh, yeah. We were be? debating Top Gun. I, I Foolishly, I threw Jurassic World in there quick, but that was a mistake. But I had Top Gun on there. I had Wakanda, and I had Avatar. And I think those are going to be your top three. And now I'm telling you that I think Wakanda is going to crush all of them. Yeah, I think you're right. I think Avatar is going to come out, and you're going to be like – what? Competing screens. Right. Here's the other thing that's interesting. Wakanda opening week is going to crush Top Gun. Yeah. But I'm still playing Top Gun clean. I just booked it this morning. I'm playing Top Gun clean in its 15th week. I just talked to someone today that saw it for the first time this weekend. And you can go home and watch it on TV for 20 bucks. Wow. And it's playing clean at your local multiplex. That's crazy. So what that tells you is once it starts splitting, which will probably be after Labor Day or after September 9th, it's still got another four or five. I mean, my point is it's going it, to, it has historic legs. Mm. So it's total box office might beat Wakanda forever. Let's talk about Labor Day. Ugh. This is a three-day weekend. Yeah, baby. Is this not normally a big movie weekend? No, it's not. Really? It's wow. never been it's never been a big normal because weekend. People, people are going back to school. Oh. Uh, and it's it's one of those self-fulfilling prophecies. Hollywood doesn't put out big movies around this time of year cuz people are going back to school. They got all their back to school events. They got, you know, some everybody's back from summer vacations and they're kind of focused on work. Um, and so they don't put out any big movies. So then the movie attendance drops. So then later when executives are planning future releases, they're like, oh, well, stay away from September. The whole month of September is, is usually a desert. Mm-hmm. You know, I always make the joke like September comes around, you hold your breath and you hope you're still in business in October. You know, and that's kind of this year more than ever. It's dramatic. Like there's not a lot of content. But what's interesting is, um, so let's skip ahead to a news story that was just announced, I think this morning or last night. Uh, the National Association of Theater Owners has negotiated a deal with all the studios and all the movie theaters in the country. On Saturday of Labor Day weekend, every single movie, 3D, IMAX, old movie, new movie, every single movie that you want to see in any movie theater in the country, three bucks. Any movie theater? Any movie theater, IMAX tickets, 
3D, 2D, old movie, new movie, special event, three bucks. Wow. Yeah. So we're calling it National Cinema Day. And we're hoping to start it as a new tradition to celebrate a great summer. So um, I made sure to have our big summer releases. So Jaws um, is celebrating its historic 40th anniversary. But then there's also, or is it 50th? But anyway, um, Jaws is open this weekend. But then also, like, we brought back Spider-Man No Way Home, Thor, Top Gun, you know, a lot of these movies that were big. Like, when I think of the summer, I think of Thor and Top Gun. And they're both uh, playing this weekend, three bucks ahead. Wow, for one day only. One day only, Saturday, September 3rd. Wow. Yeah. But, I mean, that's kind of a big deal. It's huge. Deal. Yeah, it's never been yeah. done before. Um and literally everybody is participating, and even a couple of the independents who are not participating for weird political reasons. I'm sorry, that's not true. Not political reasons. Um, like they had previously engaged other things happening that day. None of them around here in like the northeast part of the country, but like some other independents in other parts of the country already had stuff scheduled. So they are doing their own like independent $3 day, but they're not branded under the same branding. Cause they already like, maybe they had a special event scheduled and tickets right. were 25 bucks each or something like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Something like that. But, um, but literally every theater, even if they have to tweak it a little bit to fit in, uh, every theater is participating. So it's, it's a historic, it's a historic Labor Day weekend for us. We're really excited to see how it plays. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're listening to the show and you're thinking about getting tickets, go get tickets. Because the schedule's up and they're selling. Does anything open this weekend? Nate and Gigi. Gigi and Nate. Plus the Spider-Man No Way Home reissue. Plus the Jaws, which was digitally remastered. So I'll, call it, I'll talk about Jaws a second. The deal with Jaws is really weird, and I don't understand why they did this. But it's not a good thing or a bad thing. It's just, it's just how it is. Jaws is being re-released this weekend. Spielberg spent millions of his own dollars to remaster the movie. Okay. If you see it in IMAX, it was remastered to play in IMAX. If you see it in IMAX, it's 2D. Okay. If you see it in a regular theater, it's 3D. None of the IMAX shows are 3D and none of the regular shows are 2D. What? What? That's weird. I know. It's so weird. But anyway, that's the, that's the deal. Yeah. Wow. So I'm excited about Jaws. And, and apparently other people are too because the pre-sales are really strong. And same with Spider-Man. Spider-Man No Way Home with the elect, with the additional 11 minutes. Yeah. 11 hot take minutes. Yeah. So it's going to be an interesting weekend. There's a lot going on here at your uh, local Penn Cinema. You know what else is going on out there? Not locally. Please do tell. almost as big. Right. They're now filming Godzilla vs. Kong 2. Uh. Yeah, it's scheduled for March 15th, 2024. If you thought the big guys <laughs> didn't hit each other enough before, get ready for round two. Of not hitting each other enough. Not hitting each other <laughs> enough. They're going to hit each other a little, and then another big bad's going to show up, and they're going to be like, what if we hit him together? <laughs> and then they're going to do that. And then at the end, they're going to be like, I'm kind of, I kind of done enough hitting. Right. <laughs> I'll let you go. Are you a scribe? I am. Yeah. I don't know. I've written every movie. Yeah. <laughs> that would be that would be a great movie. It turns out one person wrote right. all the movies. Right. Yeah. Like no wonder they're all like 
And whenever you're like, this movie sounds a lot like this, and the guy's like, oh, man, I just was bored. I didn't have any new ideas that day. So, you know. I have another idea for a movie. Mm. Have I ever mentioned this idea to you? It's like a apocalyptic thriller movie. I I haven't decided how it ends yet. <laughs> so you're going about your business. The the main characters are going about their business, mm-hmm. minding their own business. And hey, I'm doing business I'm doing over business. here. And it's hot. Oh, it's like 76 degrees. Oof. Next day is 77. Next day is 78. No. Somebody realizes maybe it can't be. Maybe it can't go up that dramatically, but they start to notice that every single day, without exception. It's a little bit hotter. I'm not talking about global warming. I'm talking about like what it feels like to us. Yeah. I, I know that global warming is happening, but I'm I'm talking about a science fiction movie. I'm talking about every single day. Like so, then it start people start like figuring out, like, hey, how many days until till we're dead? Till we're fried, <gasps> and then they, somebody's got to figure out something. Fire up the ice machine. Big air conditioners. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Speaking of Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase. (laughs) Right. Thank God. They're back together again. You thought, when are they going to get back together? Right. The Beatles. Right. Dan Aykroyd, Chevy Chase. They're back together again to be in an R.L. Stein (laughs) adaptation of his book, Zombie Town. Did you say the Beatles? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, how excited are you for this children's horror movie by R.L. Stein? When I saw Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase, I thought it was a story about Fletch. There is a story about Fletch. I there. know, but the story yeah. about Fletch has nothing to do with Chevy Chase. That, didn't I put that on here? You did. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's not a story about Fletch. There's a trailer. Oh, I didn't put that on here because it's streaming. The trailer's on there. Is it? Oh, yeah, there it is. It says Paramount no, in both. theaters it's and both. on digital. It's but my bad. And... Yeah. Who's got two thumbs and is not going to watch this piece of garbage? Uh, this guy. <laughs> I shouldn't say that because it actually did look like fun. And you know what I did? Uh, we'll talk about it. Okay. okay. Talk we'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah. My guy. I love my guy at Paramount. Like, I just got to be honest. Like, we yeah. get along great. And we've only been working together since the pandemic. So we're, you know, trying to get to know each other. And we really, I think, have a great rapport. Not that we always agree, and you know, sometimes we have to push and shove just a little yeah. bit. But I tell you, if he called me up and was like, "I need you to, I, I really need a screen, I need to book this movie on September sixteenth," <laughs> I would do it. Well, yeah, I mean, got to do what you got to do. And I loved. Did you see the original Fletches? Yeah, with Chevy Chase. I mean, it's so good. All right. Yeah. So anyway, let's wrap up the news. So we got Dan Aykroyd, Dan Lynn, Aquaman moved. One more, two more stories. Knives Out 2 got a title. It's now called uh, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery, which I love because it sort of, doesn't that have like a little bit of the tone of like Agatha Christie? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it says, and uh, Knives Out also got a plot. It seems that tech billionaire Miles Braun, played by Edward Norton, we like Edward Norton. I love, he's oh, my favorite actor. I know. I know. Ah! He's your boy. He's your boy. It seems tech billionaire Miles Braun, played by Edward Norton, invites invites some of his nearest and dearest for a getaway on his private Greek island. But it soon becomes clear that not all is perfect in paradise. And when someone turns up dead, who better to call than Daniel Craig playing Blanc? the detective block to peel back the layers of intrigue. Mm. Now, is this going to get a theatrical release? I am working on it. Okay. 
It is, I'm sorry. It is going to get a theatrical release. Okay. I really want Penn Cinema, to, Penn Cinema to be one of the places. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we'll see. Speaking of places that uh, Clerks 3 is going to play, <gasps> Penn Cinema will participate in the Fathom event screenings of Clerks 3 on September 13th. And normally I would not make a big deal. I mean, we do Fathom events all the time. Yeah. But we didn't we watch a trailer for this and die? I don't think I've seen a trailer for it. I, I must have seen something. It was either a trailer I or a featurette. Yeah. And it was so good. And I'm really looking forward to seeing this. I've never seen any of them. Yeah. Oh, you haven't? No. Oh, I have. They're, they're great. No. And that's all the news set to print. <laughs> that's all the news. <laughs> <laughs> you ready to get the trailers? Please. Oh, my God. <laughs> What a week of trailers. Oh boy. I mean last week we had an abundance. Let me just let me just tease this a little bit. Mm. You a dear listener, you're out there in Never Neverland listening <sighs> to this show, thinking that you're having a good day. Mm. All is right in the world. Driving home from your job or you're gardening or you're sitting in the house or you're at your desk or wherever you are, you're having a great day and life is good. Let me tell you, your life's just about to get exponentially better. Because you haven't watched these trailers. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> your life is better than mine. Yeah. Let's start off with what might be one of the worst trailers of all time. I, I, I don't know which of the two you mean. <laughs> Of the first two? The first two trailers are easily, easily competitors for the two worst trailers we've ever had on this show. I actually was going to go with, uh, what I was going to go with I don't think is actually the worst trailer because the other one is. So the runner-up for worst trailer ever, They Crawl Beneath, Yeah, which is a Tremor-type movie except for it takes place in a garage. And the guy's trapped under a car. Do you mean like the opening sequence takes place in the garage? No, like the whole movie takes place. You mean like part of the movie takes place in the garage? No, I mean like the whole movie. Oh, you mean like the end takes place in the garage? No. Well, you know the part between the beginning and the end? (laughs) Right. All of it? Right. That's the part that takes place in the garage. So (laughs) the movie starts, they go in the garage. And I'm, Aha, they, so part of the movie is not in the garage. Uh, ah, ah, you got me. I gotcha. <laughs> I think it's funny. Apparently, he's on the phone with a scientist or whatever, and her lab is clearly just like a darkened corner of another room where she has like one table, and it's like, is there more room or is she in a black void? And then she's like, the tests came back, and it's highly volatile, and then somehow there's one of these critters there, and she's like. Ah! How did she get the tests? How did she get the car? How would he know to call her? And why didn't he call 911? Exactly. And why was he... All right. This is the second worst trailer I've ever seen in my life. The only thing that makes this the second worst and not the actual worst is because it's actually filmed with film cameras. Right. Right. Is that... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And also somebody... Like a film major, a student, or somebody yeah. got those creatures with teeth. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that took a little bit of like time. They're not good, but they. But somebody who someday is going to make a great movie was into that. Is going to be like, oh, I'm so embarrassed by my first effort. 
Yeah. You know, but I but it, I made this movie. It was called They Crawl Beneath, and I was in charge of making the monsters. Yeah. And it is such a freshman outing. But I like, learned so. I much. learned so much on that project. Yeah. Oh, I can't show it to you because it's just so fucking yeah, it's awful. The worst. <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> All right. So the worst trailer we've ever seen is called He's Watching. Trailer number two. So I think this is a marketing ploy. Was there an actual trailer number one? There was. Oh, was there? Yeah. How did we miss it? <laughs> That's the good question. I thank my lucky stars. I looked and I was like, this came out how long ago? And then I was like, found the one that came out four days ago or whatever. Yeah. So he's watching. I Words fail me. Just try. Okay. I, I got it. 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 When I was in middle school. <laughs> 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 I'm, hold on, let me, I'm just picturing in my head New York, Brooklyn. I'm waiting for your uh, patented go on. <laughs> middle school. Yes, yeah, middle school. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> when I was in middle school, I hung out with a kid named Kyle. Mm. And his nickname was Scoop, which was confusing for a lot of people because my nickname back then was also Scoop. <laughs> <laughs> wow you guys are really good with the nickname right. <laughs> and why we called each other scoop is a secret unto us but it has nothing to do with journalism oh yeah so anyway kyle and i scoop and i would frequently as young kids do dress up and play cops and robbers or lone ranger or rambo or whatever right and I think that if we had access to a camera and we made a movie, yeah. this would be it. Yeah, someone's watching us. Watch us. Right. It's our, it's our little, like my little 12-year-old self or maybe like 13-year-old self. Like I think when I was 10, I wouldn't have imagined the blood. So I have to like grow up just a little bit more to be like 12 or 13 and be really excited about like bloody shit. If you could give me a rundown about what this movie is about... Oh, you like rundown? I want. I want. I, our audience needs to know. Yeah. About oh, this movie. This movie. What it's about. This one. That he's watching. He's watching trailer. Trailer. He's watching trailer, trailer number two. two. Well, what I gleaned. Yeah. From trailer, the second trailer of he's watching. It was so much more clear. Right. right. <laughs> Everything made much more sense. <laughs> uh, what I gleaned from that trailer is that there is a girl. Oh. And there are multiple dead people who are killed in the most artistic possible fashions. Of course. One of whom has her face smushed up against a window, and one of whom you only see their feet sticking out of the closet. Wonderful. That's everything I know about this movie. Well, they're videotaping themselves for their parents. Right. Or something. Right. But then they discover someone else is watching the tapes. Or something. I don't know. I... I faded out on this one real fast. Did you fast forward? I fast forwarded. Uh, I just I, I did opened a new tab. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So there were two decent trailers. The one will start because uh, we're not sure the status. Confess Fletch. Yeah. Is the new Fletch movie and it's starring John Hamm, who actually I think has the mannerisms and has the he, Fletch down. He like, could. Yeah. He he's got it. I think he's a good replacement for Chevy Chase. What? Here's the thing. Yeah, I watched this trailer and I was like, "Oh, this! Is, uh, how could this be bad?" John Hamm can do funny. Yeah, 
I think he's good for yeah. for Chevy Chase like replacement. I think this is good. I watched the trailer and I'm like, is that a joke? Was that was that a joke? This was what? I, what? Was that supposed was that, to be a joke? Right? No, but you, no, 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 back, not, no. But you were what? over. If you could just is it, no, but over there. Uh, so what I did after yeah. it, I was like. <laughs> What's going on? Like nothing in there was funny. Like I would expect it to at least have been like that joke doesn't land. But instead I was like, wait, was that a joke? Is this supposed to be funny? Cause it's not just not landing. It's just like not hitting me. So then I watched the original trailer for Fletch. Oh, the original Chevy Chase trailer. Yeah. Oh, how and I, creative. Of and you. I was like, no, no, this is funny. Yeah. Like, Oh, I get it. I get the character. I get how the character is wacky and how he's yeah. funny and yeah. he's smart. And like, I didn't get any of that from no. this. That doesn't mean that it's not going to be it. Cause you know, right. trailers can lie. Yep. But here's my take. Uh, I liked it. It was good enough. Chevy Chase is wicked old. Yeah. Way too old to play Fletch. Right. But John Hamm's kind of older too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I would have liked this better if it was a legit actor or actress in their 30s or late 20s or, you know, like a, a younger, like. I feel like it kind of sounds like it might supposed to be the same guy, but older. Oh. Because he's like retired. and They're pulling him out of retirement. Okay. Well, in that case, that's disappointing to me. Yeah. Well, now for the trailer of the week. Solely <laughs> the only legit trailer because it was the only trailer that looked pretty. Yeah. Do you know OIT? You put I put no. that in there only in theaters. Oh, that's our new demarcation for the good movies. Really, only in theaters. October seventh from Focus Features, a movie called Tar. Now I'm not sure if or I'm pronouncing. I'm not. It might be Tear. Tar. T A with a, an apostrophe above it. R. But it's not called an apostrophe. Frodo, help us out. What is that little it's, mark it's above like the attached A? Attached to the A. Yeah. It's got a name. It's not an apostrophe. It's called that thing above the A has a name. An alfalfa hair. Right. So yeah, it's, it's sticking up at the back. Talfalfa R. Talfalfa R. Talfalfa R. Starring yeah. Kate Blanchett. Yes. And now, David, you put me on the spot just a moment ago. Mm. Now it's my turn to put you on the spot. Give us a rundown. Well. Give us a rundown of this movie, Tell Far for R, and tell us what, pray tell, is this movie about. Now, caution, while you're, while you're trying to get your answer ready, I watched the trailer for Tell Far for R. And I thought it was amazing and beautiful and, yeah. and obviously a really well-made movie. And had some really interesting moments. But I don't think I know what Talfafa R is about. No. Do you? Uh, no. No. I know that she's a composer. Or oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Conductor. 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 Maybe both. She's at least a conductor. Right. And she feels everything revolves around her conducting. Time. Time. Her hands make time go. Right. And I'm assuming... That then she hallucinates. Oh, you think maybe she goes crazy? Yeah, she's either like, that's either like all in her head when she's trying to like mm. think about how to. What was that do movie? That? What was that movie with Michael Keaton? The, the whole movie was one take. Birdman. Birdman. Yeah. This might be a little bit of Birdman. Feels Birdman y. Yeah. It looks beautiful. It feels Birdman y. Talfafa R feels Birdman y. Watching this trailer, I thought, man, this looks really nice. I, in the early 2000s, I would have gone out of my way and traveled to an indie theater to see this on yeah. a really tiny slash big screen. Right. But nobody's going to see this movie. 
Oh, I disagree. You don't. If you book this movie, you think people are going to come see it? I'm going to book this movie. Ooh, wow. I would not book this movie on Thanksgiving weekend. I just feel like this is going to be like, you know. David, oh, you're missing the big picture. Yeah. You're missing the big picture. Clearly. The key detail is the date. Oh, when is it? October 7th. Like there's not Nothing a lot of, going on. right. That's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So I'm going to definitely book this movie. It's focus features. So, you know, it's going to be a good movie. They're a pleasure to work with. And, um, yeah, I'll book it and I'll play it in theater one and I'll go watch it by my little self. And when I'm done, I will explain to you what it was about. Uh, I mean, I, I want to see it. Yeah. So but I'm still going to have to explain it to yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> so with that, it being slow this month. Yeah. I saw IMAX was advertising that a movie we watched a trailer for, an Indian film with lots of special effects yeah. that looked really cool, is coming to IMAX. Are you going to get it? No, it's coming to select IMAX theaters. Oh, dang it. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm all about that. I know you are. Yeah. I know you are. But yeah. what am I? Okay, so those are the trailers. Uh, <laughs> the big question of the day. Right. What is that? I know you are, <laughs> but what am I? So I met a mystic. <gasps> I met a woman that blew my mind. Yeah. And she was just just a, a wealth of fascinating information. I, I could have listened to her talk for hours on end. But here's the question that she stumped me with. You ready? I'm ready. Who are you? <gasps> Who are you? Not what are you. Who are you? Are you a father? That's what you are. You a husband? That's what you are. Who are you? I don't have a good answer. Wow. I'm Penn. That's who the fuck I am. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this week we reviewed a fascinating movie called 3,000 Years of Longing, starring one of our all-time favorite, Ichabod Elbo, a.k.a. Idris Elba. Yeah. And um, Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton. I was going to say, don't tell me. I was getting there. Yeah. And they starred in um, 3,000 Years of Longing, which I watched. I'm hemming and hawing because I'm trying to decide how I'm going to frame this, but I'm not hemming and hawing. Sometimes for new listeners, you should know yeah, yeah, sometimes yeah. when I hem and haw, it's because I didn't see it. I'm trying right. to fake, like fake it's my way. To fake, he's trying to wait for me to just pick up the slack right, right. and then be like, right, right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't know. I, I, I can't decide. I, I get really anxious. Mm. I was up all last night, tossing and turning clearly because I knew the moment was going to come. When you were going to ask me, is this the best movie ever or the worst movie I've ever seen? Yeah. And I don't have an answer to that question. I will by the time we're done talking about this movie. Yeah. But I loved this movie at times, and at times I thought this movie kind of stunk. Oh, yeah, me too. Okay. Let me tell you the first thing I said when this movie was over. Okay. During the credits. I said, remember how the guy came on the screen beforehand and said, thank you for seeing this movie the way it was meant to be yeah. seen in theaters? Yeah. I said, this movie didn't need to be seen in theaters. Mm. There was no reason. Interesting. That this movie. Yeah, the soundtrack was forgettable. Yeah. The visuals were okay. Were okay. Yeah. But not a lot happens ish. And, and what's. So, what I thought was. What I liked about this movie yeah. was the concept that Tilda Swinton kept referring to, where she kept saying that she's, she's read or even written all the stories about people's mistakes they made with their three wishes right so i felt like okay this movie's like really tackling like what do we ask for ourselves right you know so what's the moral of the story at the end she asks him her one wish is that he would love her oh 
That's her first wish. No. It's more complicated than that. And this is where the movie started to fall apart for me. Okay? Because I think that Tilda Swinton was the absolute wrong casting yes. okay. for this role. Because she did not make me feel anything for the character. Right. And her decisions thus were unbelievable because then when the wish is made, she doesn't come across as believably changed. It seems very fake. Right. So what she wishes for is not for him to love her. She wishes for her to love him and for him to love her in the same way that he and someone else were once in love. Gotcha. Right. So So two wishes in one. It's two. It's well, it's a multi. So she's not currently in love with him. Right. But she wants to, she wants to be what it's like to be in love and have someone love her that much. So she wishes that with him. Yeah. And later, of course, she realizes that by wishing that she says that she took that away from ever really happening because their love isn't real. Right. Um, and then she uses her final wish. Well, her second wish is that he's 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 dying, and she wishes that he would talk to her because he can't talk. Right. So that's her her second wish. And then her third wish is that he would live where he belongs. Yeah, that he'd be free. Yeah. So all right. But then he does come back. Yeah. It turns out that he does love her. Well, does he still love her, or is that part of the first right. wish? Whatever. He does come to visit because the whole thing I thought was interesting concept is of as to why we don't see Jin anymore is that electromagnet they're made of electromagnetic energy and technology yeah. makes it difficult for them to be in her realm. Right. Which is That's why not a problem for Miss Marvel, but I digress. Right. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. This movie would have been way better with Miss Marvel. I like the, the fact that you connected that she calls herself a djinn. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Different, but yeah. Different, but the same. Yeah. Okay, so David, this movie, 3,000 Years of Longing. Yeah. Was this the best movie of all time or the worst movie ever made? This is the worst movie I've ever seen. This is the second thing I said after watching this movie. This was a fantastic story told in an unfantastical way, and I would love to read the book. Because if I had read the book, uh, I probably would have imagined it way yeah. better than it's visually. Yeah. And I probably would have been like, this book is amazing. I'm going to agree that I this, still read the book. this was the worst movie of all time. Yeah. And I'm going to make a confession. What's that? I did watch a movie. Yeah. By myself one morning. Yeah. How often did you leave? I only left once. Okay. But. You didn't come back. I did fall asleep. Like Idris Elba's voice is soothing, you know, and there was a lot of dialogue and there was a lot of like, especially right in the middle of the movie when the plot wasn't really advancing, there was a lot of like calm chatter. Right. And I dozed off. I mean, I literally did. Yeah. They do something to his voice too. They make him like, yeah, yeah. It's like weird. Rumbly and tumbly. (laughs) Like Winnie the Pooh's tummy. Yeah. 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 There were a lot of things that I liked about it that were like small things that like the other djinn would pop up in his stories in the background and stuff at the beginning. And the best parts of the movie were when he was telling stories about what his, what he had been through. Right. And at the same time, I felt like they weren't built up enough because he was like, Oh my gosh, it's a follower of so-and-so. And they like transformed into a spider creature. And I'm like, what, who, huh? What does that mean? Is that bad? Is that good? Is it what? And then it didn't go anywhere. So I think 
you should safely assume that if somebody <laughs> if somebody can transform into a spider, that's bad. Yeah. Except yeah. for Spider Man. Right. But he doesn't transform into a spider. At one time he turned into a man spider. <laughs> Just saying. All right. Worst movie of all time. But I will just put a little caveat. If you love Idris Elba or if you love Tilda Swinton and you're inclined to see this movie, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's not. It's definitely not Tilda Swinton's best work. <laughs> right. So that's a that tells you everything you need to know about the Penn Cinema Podcast. If this is your first time listening, in the same breath, we are saying it's the worst movie of all time, but it's not bad. No. No. Right. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> Perfecto mundo. Right. Exactly. Perfecto Ay, ay, ay. Man, are you ready for for like some listener feedback? Our listeners love an open-ended question. I'll just say this about that. Do they? They do. Well, we only had one person answer the open-ended question. Uh, I see two right here in front of me. Oh, yeah, two. Sorry. Uh, I feel like more came in. Did we miss? I don't think so. I got four things. Okay. I feel like like maybe... Maybe, maybe people, you got some. Maybe people told personally. me stuff or something. Yeah. yeah, I think I think we got a few. You need a notepad. Yeah, I do need a notepad. Jot down. Yeah, yeah. Podcast stuff. Okay, so first let's get to my girl. Top ten, Sarah. Is that who you're talking about? You bet. Because we haven't heard for from a while. Is this? Let me see if this. Let me grease this wheel up, please. Okay, hold on. It's the fuck. Wait. What? It's rusty. What? Hang on. Let hold me on. give it. Let me give it a shove. Okay. It's the. It always makes me feel like Bob and Doug McKenzie. Yeah. Do you know who Bob and Doug nope. McKenzie? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering if I could get that one by you. <laughs> uh, it's like Leroy and Sam. Yup. Yup. Every time. You know? Yeah. Bob and Doug McKenzie <laughs> podcast at pencinema.com. If you know about my boys, Bob and Doug McKenzie, because they are friggin' rock stars. Talk? Nope. Close. That's click and clack. Bob and Doug McKenzie. All right, I'll just tell you. But write me if you if you got the reference. Let me yeah, know. Stop the podcast. Yeah, pen, write it in. Podcast at pensament.com. If if you knew immediately who I meant, mm. Bob and Doug McKenzie are the stars of the classic comedy Strange Brew. Mm. They're the Canadian brothers that yes. go to sneak the beer, you know, mm. and they always tell each other, take off, eh? <laughs> it's great. I got it. I yeah, got yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, so Top Ten Sarah writes in and points out some interesting, I, I love, <laughs> she's got a great way of words. So she writes, I wanted to point out that Lock and Key is actually a graphic novel if you don't like the acting. Because last week, I think we were commenting or maybe yeah, you, did, you yeah, were absolutely. that you were enjoying the show but not really loving the acting yeah and so she writes in and says i would like to just point out that lock and key is a graphic novel if you don't like the acting and then she goes but also thanks for pointing out the bad acting yeah yeah <laughs> so she sent me a message she's like i don't know if you know this but you can read it and it, like because i know you like graphic novels i've read the graphic novels but they're, and they're great they're very very different from the show which is why i like the show because it's a new way it's of fresh at the story. It's the same thing, but different. And for some reason, it doesn't bother me that it's different. But the acting, the child actor that plays the youngest kid is so bad. Mm. And the story was compelling enough that I looked past it. Mm. This season finally got to a twist that uh, is keeping me like 
wanting to watch more, even though I haven't. But it's mm. like I'm going to continue because I want to. Like it's it finally got interesting. But oh man, his acting is so bad. Um, <laughs> but then she's like, also thanks for ruining the show, and now I can't not watch it and think about how bad his acting is. So brutal. Also, we heard from Tony Baloney. Long time listener, first time writer. <laughs> He's not first time writer. We've heard from Tony Baloney before. No, this is Tony Baloney's first time. Are you sure? Oh, I know. Okay. Unless All we right. had another Tony. No, 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 no. I thought it? I thought I recognized the name from years gone by. But uh, go ahead, go ahead. So we asked about what's the worst gift you ever had. <laughs> right. He says my father re- realized he forgot my fiftieth birthday, <laughs> so uh, to make good, he got Wait. me. His father forgot, like, a, like his 47th birthday? No. His 51st. Mm, like, his 40, 42nd? But it was one of those ones that's big that you're not like supposed a, to forget. Like a milestone. Right. 50th would be 50. the ultimate milestone. Nobody would forget the 50th birthday, though. <laughs> I mean, obviously. Right? Right. What kind yeah. of guy would forget? Now, you could forget, like, your 50th birthday, like, if it's some guy... Oh, that you don't the, know very or well. Or that you work with, right. you know, like I know that's going to happen to me. Like somebody right. I work with is going to turn 50 and I'm going to forget, <sighs> you know, not that I work with any 50 year olds, but no. you know what I mean? Yeah. Some, something's going to happen. But if it was somebody like big in your life. You're more likely to have five year olds. Right. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> The, the big birthday milestone we get a lot around here is, oh, so-and-so's turning. No, well, that too, but 21. 21. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, so, so he wrote in that his... Are you telling me his father forgot his 50th birthday? His father forgot his 50th birthday. And he was like, to make up for it, you got him a long ham and cheese sandwich from Wawa. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to meet my son for lunch. Here's a long ham and cheese hoagie from Wawa. Happy birthday, son. Here's a ham and cheese hoagie from Wawa. Now, if there's one thing we know about Tony Baloney. Yeah. Is he hates ham and cheese sandwiches. Everybody knows that. Since he was a kid. Right. He says my dad knew. And he used to yell at me when I was little because I traded my ham and cheese sandwiches for pizza slices and other foods and he, never ate he, them. He doesn't like the ham and cheese sandwich. Doesn't like the ham and cheese sandwich. So after forgetting his 50th birthday, yeah. his father made up for it by right. buying him a ham and cheese hoagie right. from Wawa. And the Easter he would get grounded because he wouldn't eat the ham. <laughs> he doesn't like the ham. That's the key there. It's all it's baloney or nothing because he's Tony Baloney. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Good thing his parents didn't name him Furky. <laughs> Furky Turkey? Or Boast Meef or something. You know? Boast Meef. <laughs> Good old Boast oh, Meef. Hey, Boast, come over here. Hey, is that your real name? No, my real name is Boast Meef. People just call me Bo. Oh, my God. So upon receiving the said ho- hoagie for his birthday, he properly asked a co-worker, co-worker in front of his father... If he had lunch, a coworker said no. So he gave him his 50 birth, 50th birthday <laughs> gift and said, enjoy. Enjoy. <laughs> that is a great story. Yeah. And I got to say, I know we're supposed to be rooting against the father in this story. Yeah. But I kind of like. The pops went out and got the worst <laughs> possible gift. <laughs> right. I kind of like dig the, you know, like, unless I don't know the relationship. So I don't know. Like, maybe the guy's truly an ass. But, like, if he's just, like kind of annoying, you know, like if he can be like a funny annoying, yeah. you know what I mean? Like that's a pretty good dad gift. I'm, I'm guessing that's not the situation. Right, here. right, yeah. That's I'm, not how it yeah. was written. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, okay. Well, anyway, so that was one good. And then we got another uh, great gift giving story. So um, 
shady lady wrote in and she, she backed me up that uh, David Moulton is one of the best Ooh. gift givers of all time. And then she goes on to, to speculate. This is this random listener, you know, works with sheds. She just, so we, we call her shady lady. So she's just speculating. She says, how did he become one of the best gift givers of all time? And she speculates perhaps from his childhood being wrought with last year's toys from Ollie's and a colonic treatment, not the Camino he was hoping for on his 16th birthday. So she claims that maybe you were hoping that somebody was going to buy you an El Camino and instead they got you a... Do we need to pause here? I don't know. Do you know what a colonic is? I do. Only because you explained it to me years ago. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's no good. It's that's not what you want to get for your you birthday. Right. You know vacuums. <laughs> right. And you know pooping. Right. And I'll mix those two. So <laughs> that experience may or may not have led him to know a bad gift when he sees it. Perhaps even from his uncle, who may have forgotten a birthday or five. But when he showed up for his 10th birthday, let him loose in Toys R Us. But we know where he definitely did not get his gift giving from, and that's from his mother. Currently, David is attempting to mentor said un, unnoted person to, ve- to develop a better sense of gift giving. As he puts it, quote, a good gift is something the other person wants but wouldn't necessarily spend the money on. What a concept. Do you care to expand on that, David? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Because sometimes right. and I've learned right. the hard way right. of my mom's. But I'm like, mom. Here's my Amazon wish list. Right. Right? Like, all you got to do yeah. is pick something. It's easy. Right? But what I didn't think about is I used my wish list to put, like, things I didn't want to forget about buying. Yeah. Like garbage bags for the kitchen. Bags or whatever. Socks. Right. And then, but that would be right next to, like, the really <laughs> right. expensive book that I hope right. to have someday. Right. Or, you know, a statue right. of a superhero or right. something stupid. Right. Right. That I don't really want to spend my money on, but I want it. Right. Right. But then she, and I'd wind up getting the trash bags. Right. And the but she saw it was on your list. Yeah, it was on your list. <laughs> right. My it was wish hard list. Hard to argue with that. I wish I had <laughs> a new box of kitchen trash bags. <laughs> yeah. It was on your list. Right. So clearly, yeah. that's what you want. So who's the fool now? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was me. Right. Obviously. So I had to learn. You got to curate that list. David, you are yeah. a freaking riot. Right. I will so, just reiterate what everybody is already saying. David is <laughs> literally the best gift giver of all ah, time. Thanks, man. So walk us through this Rogue One comment. Okay. Frodo wrote in. She had a lot to say about what we were talking about previously in conversations, but we want to hit on the new stuff. She says it gets mentioned every so often. So here's a fact. Wait, and is this going to be contentious? Is this, a, is, this, is this an opinion? Is this an opinion or a fact? This is a fact. Is it going to be contentious? Almost definitely. I don't want it to be contentious. Well, it might be. I wonder if she's a coward or if she's going to have a contentious take. No, she's brave. Okay. She wrote us okay. to read this All right. in front of everybody. Oh, boy. Everybody. Rogue One is my favorite Star Wars movie. Da-da-da, At least da-da. as a movie. The originals have better score. But that is a different egg to break in a veritable basketful. And I grew up with the originals, but whoa, Rogue whoa, whoa, One. Whoa, 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 whoa. All right. We're, we're, we're going to get there. But we can't just skip past a few of these details. First Big. of all, Frodo, are you Canadian? She might be. Who's putting the you in favorite? Hey. That's, oh, our girl is, that, is 
she studies the words. I'm saying, you know? but that's some Canadian shit right it's there. Like, that's aluminum like, or that's aluminium. Like, right. That's know? like Canadian bacon, which is code for ham. So don't ever get Tony Baloney Canadian bacon. He's like, oh, I love Canadian bacon. Yeah. <laughs> the second thing we need to discuss is um, I love the expression. She says, at least as a movie, the originals have better scores, but that is a different egg to break. Yeah. Which leads me to my third point in a veritable basketful. So she's got other things. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> she's not telling us. About right. That's what I'm. <laughs> a basket. She's got a basket full of eggs and she's going to pull one out for our amusement today yeah. and break it. Yeah. All right. Sorry to interrupt. I will recap that she, before I so rudely jumped on it, she said, Rogue One is one of my favorite Star Wars movies. And at least as a movie, the originals have better scores, but that's a different egg to break in a veritable basketful. Yeah. And she says, and I grew up with the originals, but Rogue One was special. I don't know if it was because it was more self-contained microcosm of a story or because mm. it subverted the idea of what victory and a good ending could look like while still holding impactful meaning. But it ended up my favorite. Stuff the nostalgia. Contentious take, but I'm no coward about it. Oh. So she answers the question. Yeah, she ain't yeah. a coward. Yeah, she ain't scared. No. What are you, scared? No, no, I, ain't, I ain't scared. I ain't scared. Not Frodo. No. No. Our listeners are not scared of anything. No. We have the bravest, best listeners of all time. One time, they did it all. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we have the boat. The boat? Yeah, best of all time. Whoa. Yeah, what's up? Whoa. Whoa. Hey, what are you doing in your life? What are you watching? Outside of this. What are you reading? This right here? Yeah, I know this is everything. Right, to you. I was just gonna say there's <laughs> nothing else. Right, after but, this, my life is a void until we meet again. But hypothetically, <laughs> hypothetically, <laughs> I have been very busy. Uh, Amy and I watched a movie starring Ryan Reynolds called The Adam Project, and we actually really enjoyed it. It's mm. a silly, goofy movie, but you know what we loved about it? Yeah, the child actor is amazing. Really, I heard that was it was actually pretty good. I forgot. A, that we watched this movie until you were talking about something a few minutes ago and you mentioned the child actors and um, the kid, the kid who plays young Ryan Reynolds right. is amazing. That wasn't just, are you sure that wasn't original Ryan? Reynolds? Well, maybe it was him. And then yeah. they waited a while. Right. And filmed the rest <laughs> right, of the right. movie. I also rewatched the departed, which I've seen a million times, but I just love it. And I tell you what I watched because of this show. I watched what? Mad Max Fury Road because we discussed a few weeks ago or maybe it was a few months ago by now. And I, I remember saying like, well, I liked it, but I don't remember what all the fuss was about. And I think that upon rewatching it, I feel much better about all the fuss. Like this is a great movie. You know, I don't feel the same, but I know, go ahead. I know. I'm just saying I, there's a lot going on. There's definitely a lot going there's on. A, I'm just going to say, cause my original thought on the movie was like, Oh, it's just one gigantic car chase. As we say in triathlon, it's an out and back. They, uh, they go out and they come back. Yeah, and then they score the goals. Right. So anyway, I, I thoroughly enjoyed rewatching Mad Max Fury Road. Also rewatched Hunt for Red October, which I enjoyed. Then I was watching a show, Only Murders in the Building. Mm. And it happened to me again. <gasps> you know what happened to me? What? I'm watching a show, enjoying myself. And then all of a sudden it becomes clear to me that, hey, Penn, hey, dummy. You've seen the show before? No, 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 no. It's worse than that. This is the series finale or the season finale. No. So I'm watching the show. I didn't realize we were on the finale. Uh, 
So I'll let you talk about it because I know that's on your list, but yeah. I enjoyed watching that. I'm also um, keeping up with She-Hulk, yeah. which I'm loving. Yeah, She-Hulk, yeah. Yeah, really enjoying that. And I'm watching Miss Marvel. Nice. So you haven't finished Miss Marvel yet? No, I'm, I'm like four episodes in. Nice. Yeah. That's great. Uh, Miss Marvel was a surprise. I, yeah. I like it a lot. Yeah, me too. It's very different. Uh, She-Hulk I'm also watching, which I think is fantastic. Now, do you know that there's, so far there's been an end credit scene, or a mid credit scene in both, like every episode has yeah. one so far. Well, they did the same thing with Miss Marvel, but then they stopped. Yeah, it was only in like one or two, but, yeah. but I think that it's going to be consistent with this because it's like a going mm. gag. and Especially the first one about Captain America, I think yeah. is like yeah. classic. Uh, and I'm really surprised at how much I'm liking She-Hulk. Yeah. It's good. I also saw Rogue One this weekend. Ooh. I came out to see it. I'm anxious too. It was good. It was good. It was a lot of fun <sighs> to see it in the, the big screen. It had, yeah. a, it had a really good Andor like preview before it, which mm. if you can sneak in just to watch that beforehand, mm. probably worth it. Okay. And then you can pop in and pop out. Uh, I did watch a little bit of Lock and Key, like I had mentioned earlier. Um, only Murders in the Building. I started season two. Um, fantastic so far. I'm only a couple episodes in. Um, I'm really liking how it doesn't feel stale or replayed. Like I was a little bit concerned. Like, like how do they keep going, keep it interesting? And they're doing a really good job. Uh, I think there's enough like going on that it, I'm still like fully tied in. It feels new. It doesn't feel old and overplayed. So I'm really enjoying it. Like even stuff like they introduced the character had a bird mm. to which I was like, my question was, wait, she's in the opening credits. Was she always walking a bird in the opening credits? Cause she's in the, the beginning. And now we're like, we have to keep an eye out for that. Maybe she has been, and we just never picked up watch that a, stuff. a person who walking a bird in the yeah. beginning of the movie. So there's that. And then the big thing that I'm really into right now. Yeah. House of dragon house of the dragon. Sorry. Is it so good? It's the game of Thrones prequel. Yeah. And it's excellent. So you don't need to have seen Game of Thrones. You don't need to have seen any of Game of Thrones. But you will probably enjoy it a little bit more if you're... Yeah, but I don't even... This, I mean, if you know the world, like it's kind of cool to be yeah, like, yeah. oh, they're this and this. But right. it takes place 170-some years before oh, okay. so it. it's a real which, prequel. Which is what I liked because it's not like leading up to the exact moments right, or whatever. Right. They have one thing where they mention... Like uh, uh, they mentioned, like a prophecy, which is what the, uh, the main Game of Thrones stuff is about. But it's kind of fun to know that that's not the whole yeah thing. Oh, that's cool. That's good to know because I saw it and I thought about watching it and I kept clicking. You know, you haven't seen Game of Thrones though. Right? No, I have. Oh, you have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's actually fantastic. I was was like, oh, can it actually live up? The acting right. is superb. Matt Smith is excellent. I'm a Matt Smith fan, even though he hasn't done anything good since. Uh, Doctor Who, but I still like him. Uh, yeah, but so that's what I'm. That's what I've been into. Now next week is a weird week because there's yeah. not really. Here's my idea. Okay, talk to me. Because I think of the choices out there, there are two movies. One that I kind of want to see, and this will give me an excuse to see, mm -hmm. and a movie that you want to see, but I can totally imagine that you won't see without an excuse to see it. Mm. So why don't I go see Spider Man? Mm. Why don't you go see Jaws? Okay. And then we talk about how the new stuff is. I, you can either see it in IMAX or 3D, whichever yeah. you feel okay. is the most different. Right. Pick what, pick, don't pick okay. what's going to be cooler. Yeah. Pick what's going to be the most different. Okay. So you can talk about that. And I'll okay. talk about the extra 11 minutes of whatever. Jackpot. Boom. 
And we're going to send our production assistant to see Nate and Gigi. Yeah. Or Gigi and Nate. Gigi and Nate, which is weird. I saw the poster downstairs yeah. last week or something. And I was like, what's this? I never heard about this. Yeah. And you're like, oh, didn't we watch that trailer? I've never seen it. Oh, shit. That's right. And then you were like, I cried. Yeah. You're like, I couldn't. St-, and you were still crying. This- <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> this movie looks emotional. It looks be- it, beautiful. Does an animal word. die in this movie? No, no animal dies, but it looks very, very compelling and moving and touching. Touching would be the word. As touching as Spider-Man or Jaws? No. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. All right. Well, look, if you want to be a part of the show, mm. number one way to do that is shoot us an email, mm. podcast at pencinema.com. Right. Or join us over on Facebook. There's usually a conversation right. going on over there. Don DeMond sent us something and I missed it. So Don, sorry we missed it, but he did send us something. I forgot to put it in here. So podcast at pencinema.com if you want to be a part of the show. But if you want to support the show, Penn, what's the number one way to do that? The next time somebody pays you a nice compliment, Mm. you say, thank you. It's because I watched the Penn Cinema podcast. (laughs) Because you watch it? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Confuse them a little bit. Right. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Confuse. We're like, are they in the? No room? matter what the compliment is. Yeah. Hey, David, I love your new car. Oh, thanks. I listen to the Penn Cinema podcast. Yeah. Or watch or whatever. Yeah. You know. I didn't want to. It's because right. of the Penn Cinema right. podcast. I say I listen to it. Yeah. Right. Oh, what'd you do? Win it? No, I just listened and manifested it, and it happened. Yeah. 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 Everyone needs that building block. That's what I'm saying. Oh, you got a new job at work? Congratulations. Yeah. Oh, thanks. I listen to the Pennsylvania podcast. You know, people say nice things all the time. Right. Now, sometimes. And it's about time we get credit for that. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's all I'm saying, David. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Whatever you got going on in your right. life, just give us a little bit of credit. You know it's because of us. <laughs> yeah, come on. Come on. You think you. Wait, 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 wait. You think you would have got that big promotion? Without us? Without us? <laughs> That's no crazy talk. Oh, come on. Jeez. Oh, my word. I might take back that recommendation I wrote after all. <laughs> I asked my boss when I was younger. I was like a kid. I was like 23. And I asked my boss for a recommendation. Sean Conavoy. Oh, my God. I, I would... I would love it. Nothing would make me happier if Sean Conavoy, first of all, still existed. <laughs> and second of all, was listening. He was listening to the show. <laughs> I had so much fun working for him because he yeah. lived, he didn't live near where we worked. So he would arrive at work on Monday morning and he would stay in the intern house where I was also staying. Uh-huh. And so he was like thousands of levels above me. I was literally in an intern getting paid room and board. Yeah. And, but we were bunk mates. You know what I mean? What so, job was this? I was a uh, counselor. I was a therapist at the Karen Foundation. Yeah, Bonawana. I was at the Karen Foundation, the Adolescent Treatment Center in um, Warnersville, Pennsylvania. Okay. Right up there on uh, Galen Hall Road, just up from the Galen Hall Golf Course. Wow. And we had a hell of a time. We had all kinds of fun. But um, anyway, I asked him one time for a a letter of reference <laughs> and he wrote on the letter of reference Penn is almost always sober when he shows up at work <laughs> <laughs> he also taught me the art of writing gift of writing birthday cards wow he gave me a birthday card one time I, I opened it up like it was like a card for a five year old that had like an elephant on it or something like that and it said happy birthday on the front and when I opened it up <laughs> this tells you so much about where I come from. 
when it opened it up, it said, you suck, love Sean. <laughs> Someone passed around a get well card the other day. And everyone's signing on the inside. And I signed it real small on the back. Said, Someone's like, what are you doing? I was like, well, I don't, I don't want them to know that I'm really associated with what you want good luck. <laughs> You should have written drop dead. <laughs> all right. But well, listen, if if you go through the day and yeah. nobody compliments you, first of all, let me be the first to tell you, you are amazing. You're doing a great you job. You are perfect. Exactly. I wouldn't change. I wouldn't change anything about you. But if you go through the day and nobody says that to you, nobody gives you a compliment, yeah. then just tell a friend that yeah. you listen to the Pennsylvania podcast. And you know what they'll probably say? They'll probably say, you know what? I was wondering how you got so smart. Uh, <laughs> look, once again for the Pensino podcast, I'm David and I'm Ben Ketchum. Take, Take care, care and party, party on. on. Thanks for joining us this episode. Our hosts would love to hear from you. To contact the show with your thoughts and reviews, email podcast at pencinema.com. This podcast is a production of Penn Cinema. Escape to the movies at Penn Cinema, featuring crisp digital projection, killer sound, reserved seating, and premium power recliners. With locations in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Wilmington, Delaware, and Huntington Valley, Pennsylvania. Showtimes and tickets available at www.pencinema.com. <laughs>